This is Dr. David Schein, and welcome to Business Law 101. Now, one of the reasons that you cannot agree to a contract is if you are incapacitated. And so the first one is if you are a minor, we've already spent time talking about this, I'm not gonna revisit it, but someone under 18 is considered incapable of agreeing unless they are an emancipated minor. Someone who is mentally incompetent, and I think I mentioned this previously, is that one of the issues is many people are not that sharp, but have not been declared incompetent. And this is the real gray area that makes it very difficult for business people because you are relying on the fact that this person is out wandering around, has a checkbook and credit cards and driving a car, that they are competent to enter a deal with you. And I'll, I'll tell you a sad uh, true story. Of course, I won't identify the client, but um, I um, do dispute resolution. I do mediations and arbitrations and collaborative practice. And I was asked to help a gentleman in a collaborative practice case. Uh, he was getting divorced after a very long marriage. His wife was an extremely successful business person. And he had been a college football player, a very successful one from a big uh, NCAA Division I school. And um, as the cliche goes, he played too long. And remember that up until relatively recently, a lot of football gear was not that protective, especially of the human skull. Many of you are familiar with the NFL settlement with the players. Uh, over uh, 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 cumulative trauma disorder from being hit in the helmets, the helmets not providing enough protection, uh, too many head hits and stuff like that. So in any event, this guy did not play pro ball, but he played uh, varsity, uh, big time varsity football. And as he got into his 60s, he began to lose a step significantly. When I met with him initially, I was so concerned that I had him go and be evaluated. I said, I will not represent you. I won't sign a, a representation agreement until you go and bring me some medical evidence that you're competent to not only enter into the agreement with me, but anticipating that we negotiate a, a mediated divorce with your uh, wife that it'll be a binding agreement. You're legally able to do it. So anyway, we went through several months of, uh, of negotiations. We did reach a successful agreement. He got a pretty significant amount of money and he got uh, divorced. During that time, occasionally I would have some concerns, but again, assaged by the medical professionals, I felt that you know we, we were doing the right thing for this fellow and for his uh, family. So in, in any event, uh, we reached an agreement. It all got done, signed, sealed, delivered. He's in an apartment. He's not working anymore. He's, he's got some money. And um, he called me about a year later, and he says, help, help. They've taken my checkbook away. And I knew pretty much what had happened. And in the most bizarre set of circumstances, his adult daughter and his ex-wife had to come in as his guardians because he was no longer competent. Those cumulative um, uh, head traumas that he had suffered in his uh, late teens and early 20s had uh, caught up with him in his mid-60s. And even though he was now legally divorced, 
his adult daughter and his ex-wife were working to help him out. And indeed, they had taken his car keys and his checkbook and were uh, going to be making sure that he was in a, uh, a good facility using the money that he had uh, received uh, through the divorce settlement. But it was, a, it was a very sad case. So again, sometimes you cannot really tell whether somebody's complete with the program or not. Uh, I've known a number of people who were bipolar, who on certain days, we would have very good business meetings and they, they were extremely sharp, seemed to have lots of good ideas. And then you'd find them uh, disappear and living in their basement for six months and you, you couldn't figure out what was going on with them. So a lot of difficulty dealing in this particular area. Um, intoxicated persons, most of the time we can tell if somebody is drunk and obviously a drunk person cannot enter into a legally binding deal. Drug addicts, sometimes more difficult to tell if somebody is, uh, is high on drugs. And it is potentially a situation, and we're not talking about illegal drugs, could be legal drugs that have had uh, negative consequences on people. So uh, something to keep in mind. This is Dr. David D. Shine for Business Law 101. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on your favorite platform.